That's just what Ramsey Street needs, another maniac running around. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors, CJK Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We overanalyze episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbours and we are in the Pirate Net Studios, which this time is where? Upstairs at the Waterhole. Yes. Oh, <laughs> special storage area that Sheila's got up here. There's just like a big roll of glad wrap here. I don't know what for, but there you go. It's, I think it's B's green room, is it? When she does gigs. Oh, okay. Let's, let's not use that speaker then. Oh, yeah. She just electrocuted herself. <laughs> I'm Vaya, by the way. I'm a TV writer who never suspends disbelief. I have Kate. That's me. Kate is remued on Twitter. She tweets neighbours every night. CJ. Hello. Hot mess mum. Mm-hmm. And we have, when I said before I'm a TV writer, the show I write on is Hard Quiz, which stars comedian, Gold Logie winner, Tom Gleeson, who is here. Hello. Yes, hello. You made me watch Neighbours. Thanks for that. I haven't watched it for maybe 20 years. Wow. That so would have been... Yeah, I, I couldn't follow it. But it was still, <laughs> still would have been Carl and Susan era. And, and yeah. Toadie. Yeah, no, that's right. And it was, it was really interesting watching it. And, uh, and, and so I came to it with fresh eyes. And looking at it, I realised that the whole show is just passive aggression. That's all it is. <laughs> Like just constantly people saying things about other people and trying to make them feel bad about themselves as the plot slowly progresses. Across the board passive aggression or just... Well, just a lot of the show was uh, people saying, you know, saying something and then someone else going, well, what did you mean by that? That's a huge part of the show. What did you mean by that? Well, d- and why did you say that to that person? Did that gladden your heart a little? Yeah, yeah, I, I did enjoy it, yeah. But mm-hmm. it was, um, I didn't know who any of the characters were um i've seen some of them at parties and they've (laughs) they've smiled at me like i should know who they are but i don't and so it was good to go back and think why they thought i should know who they are excellent in your viewing years what were your big kind of standout moments well there's dr car what's dr carl's partner's name again (gasps) susan Susan. p.s you just met her recently for a work thing yeah i forgot already (laughs) To me, Susan was just like another contestant on Hard Quiz. <laughs> I just, I just pick up the information and I dump it as soon as I'm done. So, yeah. so Susan. But she's got shorter hair now. Yes, that's right. Well, I think last time I watched, and this will be able to help you know when I was watching, uh, Susan had lost her memory or something. Oh, it was acting classic. very, very spooky. When was it? It was about 15 years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, classic neighbour storyline. Temporary oh. amnesia. Yes. She, she thought it was the 60s. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so I think... Um, I was on a sketch show called Skit House on Channel 10 and I think maybe neighbours used to run into Skit House so I used to see the last five minutes every night or something like that and she was always walking around confused. She yeah. thought it was the 60s. <laughs> no, she thought she was a little girl, didn't she? Yeah. And, yeah. and Carl was still trying to like woo her. Yeah, she was horrified that she was like married to this old man. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you never did a stint on Neighbours or even no. like Lemo did a comedy did set he? on once. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I got asked to do that and I turned it down and <laughs> oh. Lemo did it instead. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like a joke but it might be true and I can't remember which. And I'm sure he was happy to have that gig. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was, he was happy to talk about it on the Logie's red carpet yes. as well. well. Yes. That's the last time we all saw Tom because last time we saw you, it was at the Logie's red carpet 
2019, yes. just before you took out the gold. And our audience would know you not as a gold Logie winner, but as a gold Logie thief. Yes. Because you were up against our Sonia Rebecca, Eve Morey. Yes. Well, I remember you telling me about Eve Morey's campaign for gold and it sounded very, very uh, subversive, which, I, which appealed to me straight away. Because the idea of a, someone winning from Peach, I mean, that's a real, mm. like, to be on Peach... And to win, I mean, that's a real, that's a genuine outsider. Underdog story. Well, yeah, like being on Peach is almost like not being on air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's so close. It's like a street performer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you wanted me to launch a campaign to support Eve before I started a campaign for yes. myself. Because her character died. That's right. And, and I, didn't, I didn't know any of this. And I just thought, you are crazy. No one is going to win. No one's going to get nominated for Peach. And then it worked. And I was up against, and then then I, I got a bit nervous because I, I had my own campaign going and it was it was working well, but there was this huge unknown with all the neighbours fans from the UK who might be borrowing uh, Australian postcodes to vote to do illegal overseas voting, and I'm like, I could I, I could get done in here by by Peach. I just wanted them to call their like second cousins or whatever that live here. Yes, yeah. their convict ex convict friends yeah. or or look up themselves in the white pages. Yeah, no, you just can, don't get us into strife again, Kate. Not again. No. Well, I was <laughs> very <laughs> nervous, very nervous about that. I thought neighbours might dash my Logie dream. Well, it could have been a wasted trip to the <laughs> yeah, GC. Yeah. <laughs> and Eve, now you had a few encounters with Eve because you had to do a lot of publicity with all the other yes. nominees. Isn't she just a ray of sunshine? Oh, she's lovely. Like I, I, she told me, she, she said I'm not even acting anymore at the time that she was nominated. I really like that because, again... What an outsider. You're broadcasting on a fruit and you're not even acting. Like, I thought that's, that's someone who deserves the gold. Yeah, that's, that's how good that scene was. Yes, yeah. I know. I think she's doing a bit of a Hannah Gadsby, though, who was like, I'm never doing comedy again, but here, we will give you all this success. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll do a bit more comedy. I think Eve's the same. She'll be like, nah, no worries, and now exposure, and oh, well, it depends what role. You know? Yeah, mm. I reckon she'll do more stuff, definitely. Can we discuss next year, though? Like, oh. what, Toadie? What do you think? Oh. Could, could you get behind Toadie? Toad for gold. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds ludicrous. So the gold, I think it the can gold Toadie. Yeah, it can, I, reckon, <laughs> I reckon it could. I reckon that could work. Because uh, we tried one year, but we have no reach. So we've, you know, we've, we but, can't do anything. And the, the, the UK feel completely helpless because they're like, but we don't understand. A million of us watch this every night. And we're like, yeah, but you're not eligible. So yeah. there's nothing. He, he won a big soap award recently in the yeah. UK, didn't he? Inside yeah. soap. Yeah. I was just going to ask if anyone has ever had neighbours as their topic on Hard Quiz. Oh. Not as yet. I can tell Tom because he's not across yes. all the admin. No, not, not as yet, no. However, people have applied with it. Okay, so it's a matter of time. Yes. yes. Then you'll have to know things about neighbours for like a good hour. I know. That would be very, very tricky. I think that's the only reason Tom agreed to do this. So he can be prepped. armed with information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is research. <laughs> You're training. Yeah, I'm just getting ready for when it happens, yeah. And also, I did wait like five series before I asked you to do this podcast. It's not yes. like the people are at, in the office asking you to promote the all-staff yoga. Like, No, no, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, Bitter Neighbours Council Business first. The business, again. We are collecting the $1 coins from Australia Post that Which have... Which reminds me, I've got some gear for you yes, in my bag. The, the N is N for Neighbours, Collector's Edition $1 coin. Yeah. Oh, they're not really rattling, but Kate, <laughs> Kate's been um, pounding the pavement. There you go. <laughs> yes. Oh my! Show God. me. I want to see. Um, we are 
Anyone who's a patron of ours at patreon.com slash neighbourspod, I have promised to send a $1 coin to. Um, did you know that sending currency is illegal? Um, yeah, look, I didn't know until uh, our one of our patrons wrote back and said she works in the industry and... Gave well, me some advice on that. I chatted to the ladies at the post office and they gave us some hot tips on how to send coins overseas. Really? Yeah. Great. And her name was Chappelle Corby. Oh. <laughs> um, shiny and beautiful. Vea, also, we, no one cares about it. Vea, we, we can't promise it to everyone. Otherwise, we have to come up with 70 coins. So, you need to say, people need to request them. Yes, terms yeah. and conditions. You have to send me a message on Patreon and we will probably have to cap it at some point. Oh, interest hasn't um, gone off the charts yet. We're in double uh, digits, but... Well, I can tell you, you've got to be careful because I used to be on a radio breakfast show for Mix 101.1. Can I say the name of it? Yes. Two Women and a Metro. Yes, it was a terrible name for a radio show. Anyway, we had no budget. And so we tried to work out a way of giving away tiny amounts of money. And I came up with the idea that I would fill your petrol tank and I would uh, give away petrol at 27 cents per litre. So what we would do is I would give people the, the, the difference between the actual price. And so I'd end up sending off checks to listeners who'd ring in and I'd get like a check for $5.25. <laughs> and it sounds so piss weak, but the phones used to ring off the hook. <laughs> so I'm warning you, if you're telling people to go to your Patreon page and you will deliver them $1, <laughs> this thing's going to blow up and you better be prepared. Yeah, t- all right, T's and C's. Um, we will cap it at our discretion. Well, they're only available for one week. Oh. So and then, we're limited as to how many we can right. collect. Well, at the end of the week, I'll announce when we've had enough. But so far, everyone that's messaged me as at 16th of October 2019, mm. they're all getting one. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I host a quiz show that has no prize money <laughs> for the ABC and I'm doing a podcast that gives away a dollar. <laughs> I mean, this is just brilliant. Lives of the rich and famous. Yes. This is so showbiz. It's fantastic. <laughs> Toady 2020. <laughs> so we'll up it to two bucks if, if that's, that's the case. And the other podcast I'm hosting on the terrace, which is recapping episodes of the sci-fi drama Night Terrace that Jackie Woodburn's on, Susan Kennedy to some. Mm. And <laughs> we just recapped the finale, which means our episode with her is going to drop soon. So just look up on the terrace or go to nightterrace.com to catch up with that. Kate, can you tell Tom what we were going to do if we hit 100 patrons? When. Okay. Yeah, when. Okay. Yeah, you got it. That's, yeah. Oh, so when. Yeah. I used to always say when I get the gold logo. Oh. It's the, I learn it from the politicians. So. When I'm prime minister. Mm-hmm. Did you so th- when you hit 100 Patreon subscribers. We are going to revive the Neighbours Night for one night only. Which is it like a trivia slash music night oh. that they used to do at a backpackers. Yeah, in St like, Kilda or something, didn't yep. they? Yeah. And Alan Fletcher would get up with his guitar and do some songs. Oh, that would be great. As a one-off. As a one-off. Well, I don't think any of us have the energy to do it as an ongoing business. <laughs> Even Alan. <laughs> I reckon no, he'd be there every week. Oh, he would be there, yeah. ready to go. And uh, Jennifer joined our Facebook group, the Neighbours Council, says she listens to the podcast Keeping her company while she's recovering from surgery. If laughter is the best medicine, then you guys are doing a better job of aiding my recovery than Dr. Carl, who buggered off on another jolly to London without so much as a house call. Thanks, Jen. Oh, welcome to the group. <laughs> okay, we're going to do a deep dive into an episode. Now, I must confess, Tom. Yes. It was slim pickings this week. I did not know how to choose an episode. Because a few big things happened, but they were spread out across the week. It wasn't like there was a big 
bombshell episode. Well, don't be down on yourself, eh? This episode did it. The, the big thing that happened was a brick went through someone's window. Oh, okay, yes, mm-hmm. yes. That was the big thing in this episode. It and it stunt. was the only thing they talked about for the half hour. <laughs> it would be alarming, though. Yeah, it, it would be. Oh, no doubt. But it would just be a tiny part of another TV show, whereas in this show, it was the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to also tell you about a stunt that happened Thursday into Friday, which was hectic. We'll get to that. But firstly, Wednesday, 16th October. We bang, we open, a brick's gone through number 32, which is Aaron and David's share house from mm-hmm. hell. Yes. Uh, Scarlet, Christy Will and Brown, is in as a guest character. Scarlet is, look, she's cuckoo bananas. There's no two ways about it. Tom, what do I always get on my soapbox about often in meetings and read-throughs? Like whenever I'm like having a whinge about certain wording or certain portrayals of Yeah, representation of women. Yep. Yes. Yep. And, uh, She's very vulnerable and needs caring for. Except the issue... <laughs> In a facility, I think. Yes. The, <laughs> the issue here is that she's pretending that she's a victim of domestic abuse yes. to get to get it on with this bloke. Yes. And I don't know that that's the wisest portrayal. Yeah. I think it's a little dangerous. So she's, yeah, she's traumatised, uh, but there are people who don't believe her story. Also, I think she's made up the trauma, which is another problem. Yes. Is it a twist with the trauma is or does everyone know? I don't want to give any spoilers away. Well, we know that her whole family died in a car accident, but she didn't die. Which is, is that real? There was a newspaper article, so we think so. We think so, we but, we're not, but we're not sure 100%. We're, not sure. We're, we're used to being lied to as yeah. neighbours, viewers <laughs> yeah. and we as saw, media consumers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Dee's car go over the cliff, but she came back, so you, oh, of course. nothing is forever. Yeah. And also possibly she's a surviving triplet. Oh, so I, I, mean, I didn't pick that up. These all lead us down the path of crazy, crazy town or maybe murderer. Yeah, I just on the real kind of like broad strokes, I thought she was going to be the new, she's kind of the new Izzy. Oh. See, that would have been great because I think she's got a really good chemistry with Ned, mm-hmm. our friend yes. Ned, but you can't buy into any of it because she's she may kill him or and everyone around him. It's yeah. hard. You don't know which way it's going to go. And I feel Neighbours is, is just in a bit of a, a rut at the moment in terms of introducing a new female character who, by the way, is actually nuts. Yeah. I, I did think that a little bit too. Uh, the episode could have been called Rut. <laughs> <laughs> they don't name them. It's just like 8,753. I know. Uh, that's a frightening episode number. <laughs> so you've kept up with every episode? Pretty much. Kate's seen everyone since the 80s. Yep. Oh, I, when I dropped out a bit between 18 to 21, so okay. I was a bit too cool then. But, but, yeah. but yeah. we've definitely all seen every episode for the last five years without missing yes. it. Wow. Yeah. That's commitment. And mm. we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who was the – there was another woman who was very upset with her, thinking that she was lying. What's that character's name? B? Is it? She, she has very white teeth. Straight, yeah, straight hair, white teeth. She was at the, she was a Logies nominee, best newcomer, Bonnie Anderson. Yes. So I saw her sing a song yes. at a Logies event, and I didn't know why she was doing it. <laughs> and after watching this episode, I thought, oh, is this still a thing? Like there are neighbours stars launching musical careers via this. I mean, can you launch a musical career via Peach? Is that possible? I don't think it's possible. But you, d- you don't remember Bonnie from being the inaugural winner of Australia's Got Talent as a 12-year-old? Really? Yes. yes. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> wow. 
This is like what you're doing. This this is why I actually came to do the podcast. It was to is to be educated on all the things I've been ignoring over the last right. ten years. I can fill you in on Love Island later. If you oh, like. Okay, that would be helpful because I don't know what's happening there either. But Bonnie actually, she's doing it in reverse. She's adding the acting bow to her quiver. Yes, is that the right analogy? Yeah, yeah. Arrow to oh, quiver. Arrow. Yeah. yeah, she. Also has just recently done Britain's Got Talent. So she's... she's Like the all-stars. Yeah. She's been in like the all-stars. So she's not worried about the Peach audience. She's going for the Channel 5 audience. I think she's kind of like launched an album off Neighbours, but not a career. She was a great singer. But I I mean, if I'd known she was on Peach, I would have bought the CD. And I have to shout out to... um, I don't know. She still do CDs? I don't know. (laughs) Well, she, oh, she maybe she was selling them at the Logies event. I just didn't stick around <laughs> for long say, enough. You, you I didn't could, look in her guitar case. You can nip down to Brashes. Oh, yeah, it. <laughs> it's probably there. Um, now, I recently led people up the garden path on the Facebook group, speaking of, I think it was our councillor Lee, led me up the garden path because he said that on The Masked Singer, Bonnie Anderson was the spider. And wasn't oh. she? It was Paulini. Pauline. Oh, <laughs> was Paulini. Oh, I was... Adamant. It sounded they're, just, they're voice twins. Mm. Their voice. She sounds exactly like Paulini, and I was like playing Bonnie and playing the spider to people at work, and they all agreed with me. Paulini, who was in the Bodyguard musical with Drab, yeah, Kip Gamblin. So yes. anyway, I'm sorry to everyone who I got excited. About. It is funny with Mars Singer how they disguise themselves mm. so that no one can work out who they are, but they have already done that via not having a profile. <laughs> Yeah, see, Bonnie had too much of one. Paul, Paul, yeah, 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 Paul Lindsay Lowen, though, she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe oh. it's Cher. Okay, <laughs> so I got asked to be a judge on that. Oh. I turned it down, yeah. This is imp- we're learning Not, no, imp- Hughesy got it was the guest judge role, yeah. and I yeah. thought I was imagining it. I was thinking this oh, is on. bursting the bubble a bit of showbiz, so they wanted me to be a guest judge, and I was picturing it, and I thought the, realistically I'd just be sitting there at the desk for hours at a time making one joke an hour yeah. about Lindsay Lowen that they would cut. So I thought, yeah. why, why would I do that? <laughs> so this is another showbiz insight. It's important the jobs you turn down. You, you know, you can be well, picky. This is the weird thing because I do remember seeing it and thinking, well, this is terrible. Like, how's Lindsay Lowen going to guess Australian celebrities? But it's ra- it's rating really well. It's, I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I just could. I, I'm, I actually feel a bit disappointed in the Australian people. No, it's the water cooler chat factor. Because yeah. yeah. bloody hell, every basic Tom Dick and Harry is gathering around yeah. the water cooler, yeah. going, "Is it? Is it Paulini? Is it Millsy? One of them's got to be Millsy." The it's just a fun guessing game. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go to an office without this. I have yes. to go to an office every day <laughs> and deal with people and who they yeah. think the masked singer is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now B is sus on Scarlet. And wants to give her the third degree. What's this about B being like the matron of the street and how she's going to have an opinion about her ex-boyfriend's ex-girlfriend? Yeah, you're 22. Like, yeah. just yeah. have fun. Don't worry. <laughs> don't, don't be Mrs. Mangle at no. 22. Yeah. There were some Mangle vibes there, I felt. <laughs> mangle. Big but, Mangle energy. Uh. But the only people who are vaguely suspicious of Scarlet are women. Yeah. Mm. And Paul. Gross. Paul, but he, was, he only got onto that via Tarage. No, the minute he saw her, he was like, nope. Also, I think it was a couple thing with Paul and Tarage. They were both in sync on that. No, when they got home from their honeymoon, he was like, what's up with her? Yeah. Maybe he got Izzy vibes off her as well. Yes, Paul would know an Izzy vibe. So what Scarlett has done is I can only assume hire an air tasker to pop a brick through the window. <laughs> I really wanted to know who that was. Did you want to know more about it's their just story? This girl in a hoodie that wanted quick cash. Immediate what was it? Immediate cash payment. What are you doing? I want my money. Here. 
don't know why I couldn't have waited till tomorrow. I clearly stated that I wanted immediate, immediate cash payment. payment, but someone here might have seen you throw that brick. She's been stiffed before on <laughs> throwing bricks. She was there at like what eleven o'clock that night. Like, give me my money. Yeah. Throwing yes. pelting rocks at the window again. And and oh, and so was that? Is that another cast member? Because I didn't know. Because for me, because this is this is how out of the loop I am. Yeah. When I saw the person in a hoodie, I thought, "Oh, this is a twist. This is probably someone else yeah. who's been in the show for ages." But that wasn't. That was just a guest stranger. Role. Walk that on was role. a speaking extras yeah. role. Yeah, bit bit part. Bit part. Okay. Unless that's a new. Maybe that's a new person. Maybe they're going to come back. That's their big splash. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Scarlet though, she should have just left the money under a flower pot down the street and yeah. said, "Okay, you'll find it here." Mm. Just yeah. Airtasky, you just send the money. Yeah. yeah. She should have just gone legit. With her, she probably didn't want breaking. a dig- she didn't want a digital trail. Yeah, yeah. But she also she ran outside to deal with that and then got sprung. And then her cover story was, I heard something and I came out here. And it's like if you're so frightened you can't leave the house, and then you decide, no, no, no I just want to check. Yeah. I wanted to check in the middle of the night. <laughs> and also that the reason why she didn't get him was because she didn't want to disturb him. Because he looked so peaceful. Yeah, he looked so peaceful. Going back to the actual crime, Aaron, like, immediately bolts outside to find said brick thrower, Mm. but he goes out the front door rather than the back door. Yeah. That was like, it's it's another bit of Brennan detective work there. I mean, his his brother's the cop. His brother just left the show, which Mm. the gals and I will talk about later, because I didn't want to subject you to it, Tom. But Aaron, he is not used to being the cop guy around the Brendan. He's the looks and the the guns. (laughs) And not the guns you need in a crisis. Also, did you notice she was wearing a blanket? Which yeah. I feel really would have hampered her athletic performance in that. Yeah. I don't know what's up. She, we've already established she's a bit, you know, cuckoo. Yeah, it is a bit strange. Like, there's a noise outside. I want to go and see what's going on. I'm worried about it. I'll just grab a blanket and drape it over my shoulders. And Ned <laughs> is, uh, is blinded by the horn and he doesn't, doesn't ask any of those questions. No. He's also a Willis. That's the thing. He's half drab. He's, he's half idiot. Do you want to tell Tom what Scarlet's grift began with at the Sydney airport? So Ned was randomly flying across the country but his flight was heavily delayed Mm. and he walks into a bar and she's just lounging there with a wedding dress on and no money, she can't buy herself drinks. So she talks him into buying her drinks and hanging out with her for the night. Because she got... While wearing a wedding dress. Oh, because she got left at the altar by by somebody who's now stalking her. I mean, if you're going to stalk someone... Don't leave them at the altar. That's Yeah, they're, they're contrary emotions, aren't they? <laughs> they are. I'm obsessed by you, so I'm going to leave you and then follow you. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't work. It's There's playing hard to get and then there's really making it difficult. <laughs> to Rage warns Ned, like, don't go chasing after her because you're on probation. Like, half the street. Yeah. And Therese, she yeah. was on probation for a bit. She's a suspect, suspended sentence. God, how many, look, we've got people who have been in prison. We've got Paul, Gazcan. Pufferfish, Rebecca. Yes. We've got people who have been convicted but didn't go to prison. We've got Tarage, Ned, Ned, Milzy. There's a lot. So Sheila recently got arrested. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a lot one of one person in one. who can't ever get them out of prison. Toadie. Yeah. yeah. Oh Milzy, by the way, I was very excited to see Milzy because uh, I hadn't seen him in this role before, but I knew he was doing it. And uh, he was in about two scenes, saying nothing before he actually got to do some acting. And I was very, I was on the edge of my seat. Did he get but to do any business? Like- well, yeah, he was. He was on his laptop at the table doing something, and he was the voice of reason. He was the one talking to. Is it Bonnie? That like, yeah. why are you saying that? He was. Oh, yeah. he, he was the home viewer. He was like, hang on, stop asking her that. And when you ask her that, what do you mean by that? What's all that about? You fishing for something? I just find it a little bit strange how much she relies on Ned. It'd be nice to her, right? 
She's been through a trauma. And he was saying it all from behind his laptop. Because he's been wronged in his... Oh, he, I can he's, tell. Well, yeah. he's been the villain. And now because he has amnesia, because he can't oh, remember. He? Oh. Yeah, like yeah. Susan-style amnesia. He thinks he's 18. <laughs> and he doesn't realise he nearly murdered the whole school. Well, he did seem really quiet. And now I understand why. Because, yeah, he, I didn't realise he had had a, a neighbour-style memory fade. It got to the point where... Because they were both living in the Kennedy house. Mm. And Susan's like, well, the time I had amnesia, this is what happened. Like, they were bonding over... And then at one point, Dee Bliss <laughs> came back, and yep. Madeline West's character, mm. and there's like three amnesiacs in one house. They anyway. weren't talking about old times. They <laughs> 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 just talking about the current events that are going on. The daily news, the 24-hour news cycle. They were just talking about the Masked Singer. <laughs> um, Scarlett invites herself over to the Willis house. She sleeps in Ned's clothes, uh, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm. And... B, because she's sus, says, I'll keep an eye on Scarlett, come and hang out with me, and then tries to shoot the breeze and dig into her tragic backstory. And That's then just, right. But yeah. just has no sympathy. Yeah. And so Mills is the one that has to be like, well, no, we have to believe victims of abuse because that's the message you're meant to be putting out there, neighbours. Yeah. Instead of every hysterical woman is bunging it on to try and get in your pants. Yeah, well, that, that was a, an up yours moment, wasn't it? When she said, oh, yeah, well, I lost my entire family because I was in a car crash and I was the only one that survived. And her white teeth just went slightly off-white <laughs> in that moment, I felt. In, like, out of embarrassment. Yeah, She's like, oh, well, I had to live on the streets, so... Yeah. Busking doesn't count as living on the streets. <laughs> she, she was busking. No, oh, really? On the streets, yeah. Oh, does she sing in the show? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Delta style. Yeah, yeah. Got it. But it took, at the downstairs at the waterhole. Oh, good to know. But it was dormant for a while. Like she came back. She'd li- been living on the streets, and then she was working as a mechanic. And mm. then I don't know, whatever. Someone had there was a singing emergency at the waterhole. Yeah, she had to sing, and it was suddenly revealed that while she lived on the street, she was a busker. Oh, and that's how she learned how to yeah. sing. She probably not made more money elsewhere, but good on her. <laughs> yeah. No, she's stuck to her craft. She doesn't seem to be doing much car fixing these days. She had an RDO, CJ. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. She's got a union. Um, Aaron's a little sus. He's like, oh, well, should we send her away somewhere that's safer if she's scared? Oh, Aaron was weird. So Aaron was wanting to get rid of... I, I, I felt like it was a commentary on asylum seekers. It was essentially like we, she comes in here and she's devaluing all the houses on the street... <laughs> And but it's but it's for such a minor crime. It's like a brick through a window. Yeah. Like, but he's he's like, well, who's not to say, you know, there could be a brick through our window? Like he was. <laughs> well, he, look, he is the landlord. I reckon he's like, oh, he? you know what? Yeah, no, nah, this is going to escalate from but here. He, so he's he also, just worried about just damage to property. That was all it was about. And he also sort of tried to slip in. Oh, I mean, maybe you'll feel safer. But it, he wasn't trying very hard in that area. Yeah. yeah, this is what you were talking about earlier about passive aggression. He was like, if it was me, I'd just leave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was. He was. He was one of the masters of it. We're a little bit worried that you might not feel safe here, you know? Like, if I were you, I would just leave the street. He's not wrong, though. You've been here five minutes, maybe it is time to change your name run. and move somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. My, my husband's sister wants to live here, so go. That's right. <laughs> um, she buys a lot of coconut yogurt. Also, by the way, we mentioned <laughs> Bee's teeth. She's doing a lot of contouring for a mechanic, too. Her face is very... Oh, yes. Very much so, yeah. She's watching a lot of YouTube on those RDOs. Yeah. Yeah. She is made up in in an immaculate way, but in the kind of way that when you see her in real life, you're like, duh! Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Aaron was like, oh, Kyle's going to fix the window. Kyle's not a glazier. He's a carpenter. Well, by the end of the episode, it was fixed with a piece of plywood. (laughs) 
So we could all move on. <laughs> that, that, I, I saw that's, that. That's within the, his skill set, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just a bit of plywood. You can't see through it, but there might be another brick. So yeah, you don't you don't want to go and fix the whole thing just yet until she's off the street. And that's what Aaron said. Like, okay, well, we'll wait. But if it happens again, she's like, I'll just leave, I promise. So um, is she going to do it again so she has to move into Ned's house? Is that what's going to happen? I can't see Tarage and Paul being down with the long-term mm. uh, guest. They are really at capacity over there at the Willis house too. I don't think Therese could say no. It's not a victim of violence, of domestic violence. Yeah, I don't think she could. She's been there. Although she's right on it. She's like, no, we'll all pitch in and help. You don't – this one person doesn't have to. So Scarlett is having a drink with Ned to say thank you. They're on the couch. They're doing some couch flirting. And this is the moment I thought how they were hit. There was really good chemistry. I don't know if I'll ever find a normal guy. You're intelligent and beautiful. Any guy in his right mind would jump at being with you. How high? To the roof. Yeah. Oh, CJ's yeah. making a face. I was, I was offended by that. I <laughs> felt that, A, she was uncreative and so was Ned. Yeah. Like, if I asked you to jump, what would you say? And he's supposed to say how high, but he said, through the roof. Ew. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> to the stars. The, yeah. roof, the roof's not actually that high. No, no it's not. That's right. It's like, there's roof. football yeah. players that could jump on yeah. roofs, probably. But that's all she needed. She was in, and away they went. They started having a make-out sesh, and then she, they, she, he stayed over on mm-hmm. the couch or something. No, no, mm. not on the couch. Well, they slept together. Yeah, but in the living room, I think. Because um, Ned, Amy and Kyle were like, what was all that racket last night? And then Ned, Ned leaves, by the way, the next day, the next episode. He leaves uh, that night filled with regret. Yeah. He does the walk <laughs> of shame still during the night. I'm extremely disappointed because I thought this could, could have been a really fun relationship. But now we just know, okay, he's bedded a villain and we're just waiting for the penny to drop. Cause then, oh, and then the next day she blabs to Yashvi, his ex, who is an 18-year-old girl in high school. And he's oh. like 25. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's devastated like, oh, but he's break up with Yashvi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what what a shock that the tattooist crim kind of like broke your daughter's heart. Yeah. It's like, eh. dust yourself off and move on, love. Dodged a bullet there. When there's stuff around your house that's busted up and not so grouse, or there's something that needs nailing, am I right? I'll be down there in a while. Just call me, dial a Kyle. 1 800 dial a Kyle. Oh, shit, I forgot to get a phone number that spells something. 1-800-758-746-932. Now, I want to talk about this other delicious storyline that I really enjoyed. It's Pierce Grayson, who is the resident billionaire. He's played by Bachelor Tim. That really threw me because I, I was pretty sure he was from a reality show, but I wasn't sure which one. And now that you... This is why I... Because I, I, I'm in showbiz, right? Yeah. So this is why I see it from the... I've got an inside perspective. And when I saw him... I remembered the launch of The Bachelor for Channel 10 because I was there for the launch. It was in winter 2013 and Osher Ginsberg announced the brand new Bachelor of this brand new franchise that was being brought to Channel 10 and then this guy, he talked to the industry and the industry could not give a shit. They talked through his whole speech. (laughs) It's it's been a journey for him from osteopath to... Well, at that stage, he was an osteopath. And he was just an osteopath who was handsome talking to a room full of industry people who were like, who are you? We don't care what you say. It's not enough to just be handsome anymore. <laughs> yes, you were introduced by Osher. We're not sure if this show's... Because it wasn't on air then. Yeah. Like, what, Channel 10's going to bring back The Bachelor? Like, that's going to work. Yeah. So everyone just kept drinking and didn't listen. Kate, you didn't watch that season. No. CJ and I were pretty partial to Bachelor 10. Yeah, I watched mm. that season and then didn't watch again yeah. for a few years. Um, and he did find love. 
And he did. He married her. They're yeah. still together. And apparently, a behind-the-scenes tidbit I love about his season is that producers – so when they – you know, when you're The Bachelor, you have to pretend you're into all of them, all yeah. the 20 girls, and take them all out on dates and whatever. And producers would be like, okay, who do you want to take on a solo date next? And he'd be like, Anna. They're like, no, you just saw Anna. <laughs> who else do you want to see? He's like, no, just Anna. Can I go out with Anna? He loved Anna from day dot, but then he so struggling he to play the game. Yeah. So he wasn't dry humping another girl on the beach? <laughs> no. no. Okay. No. Not like no. the most but recent. The producers yeah. were just banging their heads against a wall like, just can you take Jody out tomorrow? Um, so he's still with Anna. They're married. It's great. Now he's embarking on a new journey and he's been on Neighbours for a year. When did we find out he had a son, gals? Uh, two weeks ago, three and weeks ago. And a daughter. Oh, yeah, and a daughter that yep. hasn't surfaced yet. I mean, obviously she's coming, right? Yeah. But otherwise they wouldn't bring her up every seventh episode. Yeah. Mm. And he had some uh, bonding with the other men in the show. Yep. He had a meeting with uh, Toadie and the guy who I'd like to refer to as the new Mark Little. <laughs> Gaz can. <laughs> Explain that reference to me. Kate, do you know the reference? Mark Little, um, he was Joe Mangle. He was the original Joe oh. Mangle. Yeah. Oh. I only know him as Mark Little because I saw him do stand-up comedy. So this is, uh, I saw, what's his name again? What's the character's name? Joe Mangle. Joe Mangle. So I saw Joe Mangle do stand-up, well, Mark Little. is, oh. And I saw him do it at the Melbourne Comedy Festival yeah. at a late-night show. This is like 15 years ago, I think. And he died on his hole because his entire act, he'd been doing it in the UK where oh. he was probably trading off, oh, g'day, fellas, how are you? Oh, I've got a yabby up my asshole. But in Australia, we're like, we don't talk like that. What are you talking about? And it just didn't connect. It was this real, it was just a man just like yelling at a barbecue with no laughs. It was really weird. And it went for about 10 minutes and I, I found it hilarious. I reckon he could bring that back he tomorrow could. in the UK, like just tour with it. Well, he, he probably could, still is. He could do that at our backpackers night. Yes. Mm. If you're out there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, come along. Come along. Yeah. I'm expecting a big backpacker contingent to our backpackers' mm. night as well. Yeah, we just got to, yeah. But I'm feeling like we're getting distracted because the, the real moment from the episode, yes, it was uh, Tim Robards. Is Hang that on. his name? Tom, yes. can I just yes. make a request? Would you be prepared to don a black mullet? Mm. And recreate. I try to do my memory of his set. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would. Be, it would end up being funny though. Yeah, but that's <laughs> ultimately that's the goal. <laughs> it doesn't matter how it gets there. So the bachelor was there. But now, first, be, the reason he is meeting with Tony is because CJ, what's Lasseter's secured? Melbourne Cup sponsorship. Yeah. That's so right. That's right. Emirates. Yeah. Lasseter's. They're on the same level now. They are. That's yeah. right. You There's going to be a Lasseter's marquee. Yep. yep. I, I did a bit of Kate research on that you and looked not. up how much it costs to get your own marquee at the Melbourne Cup. Yep. So if it's under 40 people, you're looking at about 88 grand. And if it's over that, I think it's around 110. Mm. Plus well, Lasseter's to me looks like, I mean, it used to be this cute little cafe and now looks like a giant suburban pokies pub venue. Well, that's, that's the waterhole. Lasseter's is actually oh. the hotel there. Boutique hotel, perhaps? Well, you can get your own yeah. porno mate there. Oh, can you? <laughs> They've got spy cameras in the walls at the minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's just thrown into the it's, package. It's hard to say what it would be because it's, I mean, it's essentially out in Aaronsboro, so maybe it's like an Adena but or something. But they've got franchises all over the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, there's one in Abu Dhabi. Okay. But I think Tom's right. I think you're on the money that it's one of those like suburban clubs yes. that are like long and sprawling and they've got all sorts of things in there. 
pokies being one, like maybe we just don't know about the pokies in life. Yeah, and it's yeah. funding everything, and in which case you'd be able to get a marquee at the Melbourne Cup, no worries. Mm. Right, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Like the also, Sunshine Club. And also, you know, Melbourne Cup is about gambling, so it fits. Mm. Yeah. One thing I feel we learned this week was that Pierce became a billionaire, not a millionaire, from a winery? Yep. Yeah. How that does was that happen? People don't make that much money, do no. they? No, people go out of business doing that, right? Yeah. yeah. There was a scene on Thursday where he was teaching his son the ways of the business and he, oh, his son's underage, so he couldn't sample wine. So he just filled glasses with different elements, like raspberries oh, in one and cinnamon in the other. That was that was pure wankery. When, he's, when you've got this teenager sniffing a glass of red wine and going... There's notes of cherry in there. What? Mm. Cherry smell? Like, yeah, and the poor kid just dangling the carrot in front of him. Like he couldn't take one sip of anything there. It was cruel. And then he said, one day, son, this will all be yours. Mm. What's, the son's na- what's the son's name again? Hendrix. Hendrix, that's right. Yeah, Hendrix. And he's been playing up, which is why you had to see Toadie and the new uh, Joe Mangle. Mm. He's what we call around here a shitbag. Right. He's resident <laughs> shitbag. Yeah. Now, Tarage has also let him know that Hendrix has bailed on his shift at the at the at Lassiter's at the That's hotel because right. he was paying off. CJ, what did he do at the formal? So he trashed a hotel room and spent eight hundred dollars on room service. Mm. So his dad forced the management to employ him to pay off his debts. Right. So slave labour, and they're yeah. like, "We'll just happily have money." But no, okay. Fine. Yeah, they were like, "Tim, can you just pay that?" Bill, because this kid's not actually going to do any work. <laughs> and then he nicked off halfway through not doing any work. Yeah. And yeah. it's a shift for a 15-year-old, so it's probably four hours long. So he's probably yeah. there for I, I, yeah. I did enjoy the visual of him scrubbing the carpet like Pohart's cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> so Susan has enlisted Toadie and Gazcan to be like parenting cheerleaders so Gary comes around with the dirty street pie that he's made over at um, oh. the number 82 <laughs> tram. Kangaroo chili. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh. And, and, oh. then, and then um, the bachelor is upset. Is this just a big act? You come over with the pie and, you, and we're all enjoying pies and then it, it, you really had something else on your agenda. And he was all really upset he'd been deceived. She put you up to this. So the whole matey let's eat a pie thing was just an act. Great. Instead of the silver lining of you yeah. gave me advice and free food. Yeah. My, my favourite bit was where he's like, oh, yeah, you guys are great dads. And it's like, hang on, you, you really don't know Gazcan at all. He's no. shit house. To be fair, Gazcan didn't agree with that statement yeah, either. Yeah, he said he'd been to jail. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm a good example of what not to do. Yeah. Um, now, everyone except me in the room has young kids. How did you feel the parenting advice was from this forum? Uh, was there advice? Did he actually give any concrete advice? Don't let them run on the road? That's what, pretty good advice. Well, the weird thing for age. me watching it was just that there were no children around. And I think that's just due to the way that acting works because you have to get kids in just to say their three lines and then piss off. Oh, but well, that's not how. That's not what it's not Like in any suburban setting like that, there's the sound of two kids arguing and throwing things at walls <laughs> constantly in the background. The idea that there's just this serene... The other thing, no one's got a phone. Mm. No, like, no one's fiddling with phones halfway through a chat. They're yep. just sitting there. And no one's got any background music either. That, that was another thing that threw me. They're just sitting there talking, no stereo on. It's because B's um, speaker mics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she zapped herself. Yeah. Nellie Fish, Toadie's daughter, did have one line because she had a cold and came out and asked for juice. That poor child. That's right. Okay, so she couldn't start prep last year because for reasons. So they pulled her out and they got her to start again this year. She's missed at least eight months of the school year already and now she's having a sickie as well. I just yeah. her, her mother died on like the week she started school. Oh. Sonia, the woman who stole a logie off. Yep. yep. No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel yeah. terrible. Yeah, they should have just got her to start the year before and then yeah. it wouldn't have had much impact. No, no it would have been fine. She would have just, she would have just gotten <laughs> yeah. on with life. Just grade one would have had a few rocky weeks. Yeah. Then 
Gary and Toadie start listing off all of the ways they'd acted up as as teens. Yeah. How many people rocked up to this party? Well, I was pretty off my face at the time, but I'd say at least um, 200. The house was completely trashed. And when Mum got home, I told her it was her fault for taking my sisters away to take them off for the weekend and leaving me on my own. Pufferfish should have been there. He's the one that did Puff- bad. Pufferfish oh. is actually the only active dad in the whole street. Yeah. He was busy parenting. That's why he couldn't yeah. have pies in the afternoon. Yeah. Also, Toadie said a few funny lines during the conversation and they were delivered to The Bachelor and I felt I was a bit upset because I thought he was in profile and we missed the meaning of what he was saying. That's just more of an acting tip. He should favour the camera more. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> then... <laughs> toad for gold advice. Yes, Toad for gold advice. Now, Toadie's pitching this, like, Kennedy rehab idea. Like, oh, just send him to live with the Kennedys, essentially, reading Work between the lines. Yes, Kennedy rehab. They sorted me out. And CJ, you... Thought he might end up there. Yeah, a few weeks ago I said it's only going to be a matter of weeks until he lives there. Well, we did. Was it Jackie or Alan who said we're about to get a a new spark in our house or something like that? There's a new talent joining our household. I did not know that. That lightens it up a bit. I can't remember what it was. I'm sure our listeners will remember. I remember Colette said that Ned had good stories. Yes. About the time yes. of the Logies. So you're about to get a now. really good one. Yeah. Is this the really good one? I don't know. Him dating a teenager and then leaving her for someone else? Who's, <laughs> who's 40 and undiagnosed psychopathy? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> now, after Pierce is incensed that they've come over with um, pies of deceit, like, how dare you? I thought we were just having a pie. He then <laughs> is so grateful to Susan for, like, giving him that bro time that he goes around there and... Oh. This is my highlight. Who wants to talk? You, Tom, Tom, tell oh, us. It was... Happened. She said... She set the trap earlier yeah. when she said, oh, I just dream of being upgraded to business once and it's never happened. I'm sure it must happen to some people sometime or something like that. And it was just so and he was, wistful. He was within earshot. Like he was yes. about to come in or is it the front door or something. And there was some great business with this neck pillow that she's fiddling with yeah. and drops it mid-conversation yeah. with Tarage and keeps oh. going. There you go. No more sore necks for you in the future. Thank you. I'm sure that Carl's nicked mine. Even though he reckons that cocktail blow-up one he's got's just as good. You probably don't know, but Suze has MS as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, remitting. Yeah. She yes. has the cheapest husband in the world. So she's never been up the front of the plane. Never, right. never. And he's yeah, a doctor and he's never splurged on an upgrade. Oh, but doctors get up the front of the plane because they say I'm a doctor. If something goes wrong, I'm going to drill into mm. people's heads. Yeah, it's like why you get a PhD. So you yeah. can say that at the airport. Yeah. So then the bachelor, as a big thank you, gave her, upgraded her to first class. Oh, and I thought that that was outrageous. I mean, what? he's a billionaire, so he can afford it. No, because she's never been business class before. That means she hasn't even been business class on a virgin domestic flight. Like, that's just a slightly wider chair and uh, brie. That's all you really get, right? <laughs> and a wine, perhaps. Tell us tell us more about yeah. high-class air but, travel. But, I'm, but what I'm saying is, she's just like shot straight up to first class where she's going to have her own cabin flying into... Like, she's going to be ruined. What I was really worried about. Get her own pyjamas. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I had tears of joy for her. I was me like, too, me thank too, God me too. you've suffered all these years yeah. and finally you're getting something nice. But you'll lose a memory again. She won't even remember that it happened. <laughs> What I was really worried about is when I went on business class, and not even first, Mm. I have felt anger every time I've got on a plane since because I'm not there anymore. Did he upgrade her both ways? Because if he didn't 
And she has to go back on economy. What a terrible situation. Imagine if she's flying back with Carl and he tries to pull the durian thing on her again. Oh, my gosh. He he smuggled durians home oh, from Thailand. A, what a nightmare. But the smell was picked up by Aquus. Yeah. And he told them, oh, no, we haven't got any stinky fruit with us. My poor wife with MS has soiled herself. Really? She didn't speak to him for weeks. That happened in the show. Yeah. Wow. She was so cut. Really? Who can blame her? No wonder she threw away her neck cushion. Yeah. I really hope. I really <laughs> hope. Anger. She threw it on the ground, didn't she? No, no, was it? Oh, you won't be needing this. <laughs> I really hope that she does fly first on the way back, but Carl's still stuck back in economy. Oh, please, mm. please, may that be mm. true. He'll spend the entire flight knocking on that little cabin door. Yeah. Saying, yes. hi, Susan. Or and then in a twist, he soils himself yes. and doesn't have durian. So he just he just has to live with the discomfort. And he needs medical attention, but yeah. there's no other doctor on board. <laughs> oh, now, this big stunt happens Thursday into Friday. Did you girls see it? Yes, yeah. yes. Hendrix pulled a Harold. What do you mean? Harold, four years ago, 2015, neighbour's 30th anniversary. Oh. What was the big thing there? I mean, I'm sure it was the day I gave birth, mm. but it was Harold... Oh. The Erinsborough Festival? Yes, he came came back to Erinsborough in his little camper van, had some sort of probably mild stroke or something, thought he saw Madge in the car beside him and then crashed into a marquee like Hendrix did this week. Right, so it was an homage. Yes. Maybe. But, well, maybe, maybe Madge was in the car beside Hendrix as well. Maybe Hendrix is Harold reincarnated. <laughs> I think Harold's still with us though, oh, so okay. that's pr- right. questionable. But Hendrix takes the car for a joyride because he gets pissed off with his dad because while his dad's giving him a winery lecture, he takes a call from his girlfriend. And then he goes, oh, no, you weren't interrupting anything important, which I I thought was kind of rubbing Hendrix's nose in it. Also, and he was like, Chloe's going through a lot. I have to take this call. Go, no, well, mate, you're struggling with your son who's a child. Let the phone go to voicemail and talk to her later. This is the first time in 16 years that they've had a good conversation. And he called him dad, (laughs) which is what he is, but still. Yeah. Um, So he steals his BMW, which Harlow refers to as ridiculously expensive or something. Mm -hmm. And I just want to point out, it's a two-class BMW. It's not like an eight or something. Calm down, Harlow. (laughs) What's what's your ballpark on that? It's like, maybe it's like... 90,000 or 110. Brand new. So car sales, maybe 40. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like not as much as a a marquee at the Melbourne Cup. But also Harlow is part owner of a, what, 1991 Ford Capri? Good point. Look, anything's an upgrade from that. That's a fair point. But she also drives a convertible, so... But Dad is a billionaire. True. He should have... Also, that's probably one of his cars. What's the car that, like, you know... Should have a Tesla. That's it. Yeah. What are you looking at me for? I've got well, nothing for you over here. For the environment. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Prius. That's yeah. all I got for you. The, the one up from that. You could have yeah. about 12 Priuses. He, and I, just, I thought Harlow should have called the cops, by the way. He's 16, driving underage, and, and I think she could tell he was drunk. Call the cops, Harlow. That's irresponsible pedestrian behaviour. She's behavior. a massive lagger. She'd love to do that. Yes, she is. But I also think she shouldn't have because that's definitely lagging. I'm pro-lagging. I'm a lagger from way back. Um, (laughs) Off he goes. He drives the car into the marquee where everyone's setting up for this wine... What was it? Tasting? Event launch? Wine launch? They're going to talk about the Melbourne launch. Oh, yeah. It was the media launch for the Lassiter's marquee. Because, Jesus Christ, does that actually happen? Do they have media launches to announce the launch of a sponsored marquee? Maybe. 
were there, who was there? Was Richard Wilkins there? There was lot. There was lots of cameras that felt like they were film cameras because they were like. Yeah, but they're probably just the neighbours' cameras. Well, <laughs> they would try to have this. West Waratah Star was covering it for sure. Oh, where was Tycho? But no one would have come. Like there wouldn't have been media there. But they were there to snap the accident. That's for sure. But do you know? What we need to think of is a name. You know, the, there's the birdcage marquee. What could the nickname for the Lassiter's marquee be? Oh, maybe the neighbours. <laughs> the ball pitch. The, pi- <laughs> the pigeon coop. <laughs> <laughs> Toad um, pond. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Toad pond. Yeah. Someone should throw a brick through the marquee. <laughs> and, and then r- someone should just the fabric. it up. Yeah. And then a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Scarlett should have just forgotten about Airtasker and Actually, just... They are going to be screwed. That probably was the marquee they're going to set up at the Melbourne Cup. And now yeah. it's, it's got like a big on the side. Yeah. Gotta go back to Bunnings. Now, one thing we have to briefly touch on is we, have a, we had a character exit the show on Tuesday. Ooh. Detective mechanic Mark Brennan. Sometimes he's a mechanic, sometimes he's a detective. We'll never know which one he ultimately settles on. I think detective. I'd he love got to do an audit of all the names we've called him, but I think we've forgotten it. I mean, it was Hot Cop, Dick Cop. Dick Cop. Det Mech. Det Mech. Um, uh, constable mechanic, detective mechanic. Yeah. Um, he got a transfer. He's going to be a South Af- a South Af- South Australian police officer. Good. Apparently, it's that quick. Oh, I think they say at the end there was some kind of coming up in tomorrow's episode, and there were concerns about whether someone was going to get, they were going to go and move to Adelaide, and were they prepared or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've gone back and forth between Melbourne and Adelaide so many times. Like the idea that you have to. It's prepared, a, like it's an okay. irreversible decision. It's, it's a like whole different time zone. You can seven hours back up the road, you'll be fine. He's going to go look after his sick mum, Ma Brennan, who graced us with her presence for one final time. Brennan? 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 She's taken a turn. He's going to go care for her. He's come back for half a day, packed up the Brenden, yep. and off he goes to Adelaide. Is that rain? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Torrential, maybe. Because there's no door over there. Can I just say, how fitting is this? We're trying to talk about Mark's send-off, and there's a downpour and a door with no window like the, That's, Aaron's it's, house. It's fixed by coil. <laughs> yeah. But also that... Basically, Mark's send-off's being played out by music. Yeah. <laughs> See ya, Mark. Yeah. And he didn't want to do the big goodbyes for the street, so he recorded a video message. Now, why do you reckon that happened? Why didn't they have, like, a big, like, let's get all the cast in? Is it just because they've done it too many times this year? I think so. I think story-wise, there's only so many times we can put everyone in the, um, the taxi of doom to Queensland. Yeah. I guess it's Adelaide. They want to try something different. Do you think it's because not many of the characters would have gone? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you get an invite to your ex-husband's farewell, who you broke up with because you slept with his sister on your wedding night, yeah. do you say, oh, yeah, I'll bring the potato salad? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Yeah. yeah, I think they were just trying to do something different. And I, I liked it. I thought it was a really nice touch. I just kind of thought we'd have more time with him, though. But what is up with Mark Brennan recording farewell messages to people he didn't like? That so weren't just like... Nah, go, go stuff yourself or whatever. Yeah, like Ned. But then he's like, oh, I guess we were just a little bit too alike. I'm like, yeah, that's why you're getting phased out, mate. And the, the girl <laughs> he just, his three-week fling, who he had no respect for. Pint, thought, pint-sized hottie, Roxy. He thought he'd chuck her a little bone and go, you're amazing. And she's like, 
I am amazing. It's like, but you, she'd already established that. She didn't need you to say it. I enjoyed his goodbye to Paul immensely. You were one of the first people I met when I was sent to Erinsborough. At the time, I had no idea how important you would become in my life. If someone hadn't pushed you off a balcony, I might never have become part of this community. Investigating Paul being pushed off the roof was why he was brought into the show. Which oh, was, of course. Which I did like that just for the reminder for me. Yeah, yeah. Was it, <laughs> me too. I wasn't watching at that time, so yeah. it was a good reminder. Mm. But um, also, I just thought that was nice because they had sort of like a special bond, mm. and really anything can get my heart and make it cry. <laughs> and I th- fun Mark Brennan on Twitter, I think, pointed out that there was a bit of a Doctor Who connection because Mark's a Doctor Who lover the episode called The Parting of the Ways with, what's his name, Eccleston's Doctor. When he was exiting, he reappeared as some kind of vision and I think there was a bit of a nod to that with the video messages, which is sweet. I'd just like to point out to Tom that Mm. there is a whole plethora of people on Twitter who are pretending to be Neighbours characters and tweeting on their behalf. As parody accounts. Oh, right. (laughs) So, like, you'll get bloody Scarlet tomorrow going, oh, does anyone know a good glazier, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, What we should do at this point, so Valet, Detective Mechanic Mark Brennan, all that you wanted was another baby. I hope you find one in in Adelaide. When, um, was it Toadie who was saying, oh, I think I know where he's gone? I was like, oh, he's gone to Kate's grave. But That's what I thought. Yeah, but no, he went to Sonia's memorial tree. No, when they said, I know where he's gone, you thought Kate's grave. I thought baby Caitlin's grave. Oh, no, it was... Where is that? Oh, I don't bloody Maybe know. Maybe it's Sonia. But, but no, no, he went to the, the tree, the Callistamon. Yeah, there's... Oh, yeah. But Sonia must have a grave, right? They've only done a dodgy council tree for that woman. No, she, she was... They scattered her ashes there yeah, but with that crap gr- tree that's only going to live till it's about 10. You still get a plaque in the ground, don't you? No. Like on a wall? I don't. Did they even tell council they were going to scatter the ashes? I bet they've just <laughs> dumped it there, like people do at the MCG. And no, I, like... I researched cremation for hard quiz actually, and you don't have to always get permission. I think no, it's, well, yeah. what if you've done it already? Like, what are they going to do? Like, let's get out the dustbuster. No? <laughs> um, now, what we like to do. See you later, Mark. It's been real. What we like to do at this oh, point. With Mark, is there a fake account for Mark? Yeah, fun, fun, Mark Brennan. So, how cool would it be if Mark? continues to tweet about just life in Adelaide yes. for the next yeah, well, fight actually, indefinitely. There's, there's a fake drab who um, was Ned's dad. Yeah. He's moved to Queensland. He still fills us in on what, what he's What's up to <laughs> and still does a bit of commentary. Like, you know, like if you say, oh. Yeah. Or like Ned this week is like, oh, well done, son. Like father, like son. Doing yeah, the yeah. dirty on your ex. And, you yeah. <laughs> what we do at this point is we award Citizen of the Week or Shitizen of the Week. Mm. You can pick either one you want to do of someone who's performed in either way. But I think I think I just want to do Citizen of the Week to Susan Kennedy because that reaction at that that neck pillow scene where she got upgraded, the joy and delight. I'm just like, you celebrate your win, Susan. And if your win is a free upgrade, then that's it's it's a great day to be happy about that. I have to give Citizen to our favourite billionaire for giving the upgrade. Yeah. What a what a chant. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to go citizen as well to Susan for setting up the man-dad date because she mentioned earlier in the week or maybe last week that The Bachelor would have to stop coming to her at some point for parenting advice. She said, you can't run over here every day. Mm. So she set up a contingency plan. (laughs) Good on her. And she said, and also, I'm not at work, so go see Cherie. She's my 2IC. Yeah. Oh, that's the new one we love. Yeah. Yeah. So my citizen of the week would be and the can, and you can do citizen if you want to, but go. No, I go citizen is the is the the girl in the hoodie who took the cash <laughs> for throwing the brick. Yes. 
Because it's just like sister's cash in hand. She got, she no got invoice. Paid. Sister's getting paid. Sister's getting paid. In the era of the gig economy, yeah. she's like, I'm bypassing all of that. Yeah. Yep. Just door to door. Yeah, creating a service. Yeah, you know, dirty deeds done so cheap. Yeah, her dad probably works for Windscreens O'Brien. And and beautiful handwriting, legible. The yeah. what did it say? Your mine on the brick. Oh. Yeah. Yucky. Yeah. Just she had to do prop work. Yeah. It's great. It's very good. And now Kate usually updates the saddest bitch in Erinsborough rankings. The saddest bitch in Erinsborough. God, it's a tough one this week. I mean, it's been kind of sadness all around, but maybe I will give it for one final time to Mike Brennan because oh. he can no longer be the saddest mm. bitch in Erinsborough if he's not in Erinsborough. Yeah. But, yeah, he's basically slunk out of the show with his tail between his legs just without even throwing a bit of sass at his enemies. And the tricky thing was because they usually try and resolve a character's big wish list quickly if they're going to leave. Like All that he wanted was a baby. Yeah. but So, so Zancan, for example, wanted to be a doctor, so they rushed her through to medical school. But he, they can't, like, quickly get a mail-order bride over for him. Or... Well, they could have if Jodie wanted to leave the show. He could have forgiven her and they could have run off into the sunset. Yeah. With the, the baby. baby. Yeah. Or it could have been revealed that he went to Adelaide to watch the Ashes or something a couple of years ago, knock someone up, and yeah. now they're pregnant, and he's actually, he, he turns up and then, oh my God, remember, oh, oh, I've got a baby, but it's inconvenient, but I'm happy. What I want from here is for Aaron to go on a holiday to Adelaide, come back in a few months, and go, guess what? Mark's met someone at a Doctor Who convention. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You've been wanting him to find a nerd this whole yes. time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all we are. Tom, how did you enjoy your jaunt down Ramsey Street? Oh, it was it was great to get back into it. Um, I might it might just have to be a one off. <laughs> but I, I, I might tune in from now on, maybe. Well, if we get Toad twenty twenty happening. The, oh. the gold toady. Yeah, the gold toady. I reckon we could make it happen. <laughs> toady for gold. He you know what? I do know that uh, Ryan doesn't drink. He's, uh, he quit drinking, um, so he will give a very uh, coherent speech. In, in contrast to <laughs> yours truly. Um, who, what did my, my partner said? It was constantly teetering on the edge of disaster yes. without completely going over, and he, my partner loved every minute of it. Well, normally when people watch the Logies, it gets to the very end, and the gold is given out, and there's a speech, and most people tune out then and go, well, I can see where this is going. No one went to bed after I started talking. <laughs> Could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Tom, you're a star. Thanks for doing this. You are nonstop Tom on Twitter. And you're on Instagram now too. Yeah, nonstop Tom Gleason. You're I don't post much though. But you, you do a bit. Not as much as Jennifer Aniston who just jumped on and yeah. won't, <laughs> won't stop for five seconds now. Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter. CJ. At CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram. And I'm Vea Pashos on Twitter. We are Neighbours Pod on Twitter. And Neighbours Council on Facebook. Patreon.com slash Neighbours Pod. If you want a dollar... This week only, <laughs> let me know. It's and gonna, I will yeah, they, it's, you're going to get overrun. You should get the dollar, tape it to the side of a brick and throw it through their window. <laughs> <laughs> nice legible message. Yeah. And we're neighbourspod.com and we'll chat to you next week. Bye. 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 She's a br-